right, gamers, it is time for RGH 52 live from MTash's hot tub. Cacus is just getting his speedo on and he'll join us in just a minute. True Vanguard, how you doing? Hey! Wait, what? Ready to this dive is, in with my birthday suit. This is just the studio. Wait, what? I thought we were supposed to be in the hot tub. Listen, we're we're basically two we are two members away from hosting a hot tub stream. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Pro- probably, dude. If yeah. two people became a you probably convince us to. We don't need that much convincing, honestly. <laughs> yeah, seriously, at this point, if I just made any money from this podcast, I'd be happy. Like even just one dollar. Uh, that would be amazing, but that's yet to happen because, well, because one out of three of us has it all or uh, that we think we don't know. I think I've got some of it. I need to check. We'll figure <laughs> it out. All right. So. Of course, the gaming gods said, oh, there's a podcast tonight. Let's give some juicy, juicy, juicy information. Breaking news. Like um, a couple like a couple of hours ago some of these topics are yeah i think i think right yeah. before i left for hockey Hot um, off the press we found out um but let's start off with some destiny stuff because this one's actually big how many times has this podcast said is destiny 2 gonna be saved it, it will this update <laughs> save destiny listen PvP, specifically. we we have roasted pvp we've roasted trials of osiris we've roasted decisions they've made the decisions they haven't made we've like we talk about destiny a lot, but we have honestly some pretty big news is destiny Two made some huge system changes to trials of Osiris. And uh, it led to not just a successful weekend, but the most successful weekend in the history of both destiny one and destiny two. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it did surpass both. Now, even the very launch of trials of Osiris, when you know destiny one was a super popular game this weekend beat it and that's astronomical matches played yeah that, that's huge that that's astronomical right quarter it, or three quarters of a million players lots of ma- the thing the thing is uh and th- i think this is an important statistic was the fact that it was the most it wasn't the the highest player count but it was the it was close but it was absolutely the most games ever played in a weekend right and so what that tells you is that people wanted to play they kept playing yeah, yeah so, so more people played, like more unique people played other weekends, but the games per player was higher this weekend, the, right? There's a little bit of weirdness with the statistics. Let, let, me, let me break it down. Okay. All right. So this was the highest ever Trials of Osiris player count. Right, now, right. Yeah. When you, in Destiny 2, if you count Trials of the Nine, then it's not anymore because certain trials of the nine weekends were higher. But think about really? trials of the nine. Wait, wait what? Yes. Really? Yeah, exactly. Right? You're like, oh. what? But you think Destiny Two when it launched was so incredibly yeah, popular. True. It was riding a massive high from Destiny One, yeah. and yeah, and then they completely ruined all of their goodwill because the game was in a pretty trash state when it launched. Right? So they've been like slowly crawling back to it. Um, but yeah, so. Not counting Trials of the Nine, just looking at Trials of Osiris, which is from when it was reintroduced in Warmind back to now, this was the top weekend ever. But in terms of games played, most ever, and that includes Trials of the Nine, and it includes Destiny 1 Trials. So, like, more people played on certain weekends of Destiny 1 
trials, mm. but they didn't play as many games, right? Which tells me that there was more people playing and they tried a few games and they got frustrated and they got off. And get awesome out. Now you have more staying power, like for yeah. sure. Another so big statistic: uh, over a hundred, a hundred thousand players went to the lighthouse for the first time ever. That is amazing. That's pretty cool. For one, there's a yeah. hundred thousand players. Wow. <laughs> no, I yeah. just get. I just get. But no, actually, but, but the fact yes. that a hundred thousand <laughs> yeah. new players uh, that have never gone to the lighthouse got to the lighthouse. That's amazing because they're not all just yeah. getting carried there by Grenade or Jake. You know, those are people that found some buddies or even played solo, grinded it out, and got some loot. Can we talk? Can we? Can we discuss some drama? Can we discuss some slightly juicy oh, drama boy. related to that? There's been a few people with a few hot takes that have said that because of that, you just mentioned that, right? 100,000 people, never been before. Now they went flawless. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I think 25% of total players ended up going flawless, right? And so some people have said that that proves that it's easy this time around. It's like too easy. And here's the interesting thing, right? Going flawless, it's the same thing. You have to win seven games in a row. That hasn't changed at all, right? So the actual process of going flawless is not different whatsoever, right? Right. If you lose once, unless you have the mercy card, you're done. You're not going flawless. So what what could have possibly made it easier? The only difference is just... <laughs> the the player count. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, when I played Trials... I like I went flawless and then I just stuck with that flawless card because you can keep getting flawless. You loot. farm those adepts, man. And it was an easier experience, but it doesn't mean that like it diminishes uh, the accomplishment of anyone. The, the only reason it's easier is because this is how it's always supposed to be. Yeah. Every other weekend, you were against nothing but cheaters and recovers, recoveries, carries, and Grenier Jake. It's like no crap. It's gonna be hard. There's there's freaking fifty thousand people. P- at, at playing peak hours on steam now there's four hundred thousand or whatever there is like yeah. no crap it's gonna feel easier when you're not versing cheaters every other game I, you're versing yeah. normal human beings this is how it's always supposed to be I, I would also argue that because you've been playing against cheaters and frostball every weekend people <laughs> people that have stuck with destiny you are probably much better than you think you are. And so when the whole population comes in who hasn't touched trials in months, you destroy them and you're like, whoa, what's going on? It's been so good. Right? Maybe. You've yeah. been you've been molded in the inferno of trials. You've exactly. been molded yeah. in the crucible. Well, uh, and I gotta say, it just seems to me like the the hottest takes I saw from people criticizing the ease, um, the ones that I saw were all people that made money off trials. And I think that I mean, I don't want to say that's a direct correlation, but it is definitely ironic because a lot of these people are people who did recoveries, who did carries live on stream. And so it, the idea that maybe they're not going to get paid as much anymore might be a factor. And I don't want to I don't want to accuse anybody directly, but I think that that could be a factor for a lot of these players. But the, listen, the fact that you didn't have to put your balls in a grinder to go flawless doesn't diminish the accomplishment at all and what kaka said is absolutely true this is the way that it's always supposed to be in yeah. fact it, it was really cool because i tried to do a little quick play to try out some new roles i got in my shiras during trials while trials was up and my matchmaking times were so long 
Because everybody was playing Trials, you know? Right. Exactly. Well, someone in the chat's like, oh, it's cap, bro. It's so easy now. I'm 2.8 KD this season, 21 Foss. Again, it probably is easy for you. We're not saying that it's not necessarily like it's not easier for those people, right? We're just saying that like the challenge is not altered, right? The seven. It's not like Bungie made it only five wins now. That would have made it easier, right? We're saying it's the exact same challenge. The only reason people feel like it's easier is just because there's an actual freaking player population. Again, this is how it's supposed to be. If you think it's easy, it's because you're a top high-skilled player who is always supposed to find it easy. The only reason it's been sweatier previous weekends is because no one plays this freaking game mode except for Bakken and his 12 different accounts, right? Like, that's the only people playing this game mode, bro. Right. Absolutely. And at the end, this is not the comp playlist. So if that's what you want out of this playlist, guess what? You're just flat out wrong. That's not what this was designed to be. It's not what it's intended to be. And so what you want to do is probably you want to give that feedback to Bungie and say, listen, I want an environment where I can match people my skill. I can put my nuts in a grinder and, and just hammer away and see who's the best of the best, the cream of the crop. That's fine. Give that feedback. But, but Trials is not that place. I, it was never supposed to be that place. I, I think that it's been sweaty. And it's, it was low rewards overall before, and it obviously didn't work. You know, like yeah. people, people just weren't playing it. And like, I get maybe that feeling of accomplishment goes away for some people. I get it. But, you know, it, it makes me think about when Deepstone Crypt came out. And on the first day, I think it was like 36,000 people beat it on the first day, which was a record. Uh, or, or it was either number one or two. 25,000 or something like it was wait. it was a lot though like but, but like even then even 20,000 like sometimes it was like three teams like if we look at if we look at last wish it was like two teams beat it before 24 hours right yeah so we oh, see a it, big, like crown big of sorrow was like 500 people people i yeah. think and one one team on console which is you, you boy yeah you boy yeah <laughs> like, but it's like still waiting for you, bungie's congratulatory tweet by the way yeah one that. day good luck <laughs> But, like, don't you me. want people to, like, play your game and be able to enjoy yeah. these activities and, like, in, enjoy these moments as a community? And I understand maybe you want to make an even harder mode. Like, if you look at the, if you look at the, um... Like, Master Vog. Yeah. And, like, the ch even, like, the challenge difficulty, the challenge mode, that is hard. Yes, maybe a lot of people beat it, but... I still think that that's an achievement that you beat it in that amount of people. It's not like a hundred thousand people uh, or a hundred thirty thousand people who went flawless. Even that yeah. amount, thirty thousand people. So you know, divided about, by six too. As, well, right, the, the same kind of thing is like okay. So with Deepstone Crypt, a lot of people beat it, but if then if you look at it as a percentage, like how many of a percent of people compared to the total population, it actually doesn't look so bad. It, it's it's a the, the percentage. Uh, compared to those who like actually tried it is is actually relatively comparable to to other rates it's not that much higher it's not you know what i mean and so it's a lot of the the sheer numbers of white of people doing it is because just more people actually did it it was the first uh raid weekend since basically oh my goodness i think like leviathan and or uh original vog they took like a whole week or more than a week to set it up but this was like the first one where they're like hey you get you have over a week 
So you have one reset to, to gear up. And that was huge. And then like, it's on actually, a Saturday. And on a Saturday. Right? Yeah. Dude, like, it's like they Those launched. big factors, yeah. They launched Crown of Sorrows six hours after the DLC went live on a Tuesday. Like, no crap. There's not going to be many people who are able to beat that. To level up in six hours and then do the raid. So it's like, part of the reason is, it, it's like, so if you think about it, was it harder? Or was it just like really good people were working at the time or just like didn't bother? So that's something that the hardcores don't want to hear. Maybe it's like you're it's not all about (laughs) maybe there's more people like you. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's not all about skill. Maybe it's just about like being able to have the time to gear up. Because like I remember those three you'd have three days before a raid and it was brutal. Like, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And and as far as the trial stuff is concerned and the gatekeeping of that activity, I think that one thing that I, I think is important to express is that it's not it's not wrong to be a hardcore PvP player who loves Destiny. But might I suggest that if you're a hardcore PvP player who wants and loves and values a hardcore PvP experience, Destiny is not going to fill that void for you. Destiny is not that game. There are a lot of games out there that will fill that void that are that are catered specifically to to that thing to being a hardcore player wanting a hardcore experience but that isn't destiny and i don't think that it ever will be so trying to force that on the rest of the player base is just, it's not going to happen it's I, never going to be an esport like i don't know how to tell you this but it's never going to be an esport it there's random rules on armor and guns they can never normalize it unless they build a whole new thing and unless bungie like they don't even make maps for pvp period so they're not going to build a whole other system to make competitive games happen they've never really funded it in the past and like there's nothing wrong with maybe wanting to do some some sweats or some community tournaments and stuff but like it's not going to be an esport so stop treating it like an esport like yeah, I, I don't know I- you know, I, I feel like there honestly could be, though. I feel like it would be really cool. It would be to enjoyable like, to watch. You, like, how cool would it be to break down like this is so and so's role. He got this God roll shotgun. That's why he's running shotgun. And to complement that, he's using all these other things. Dune marches to get up fast. Like, I feel like it would be so cool. But Bungie is not going to invest in it like they need to invest in it to actually make it happen. And it, it, it's one of those like you can treat it like a sweaty game. Just don't be mad when no one else does. And also this this weekend, if you think it was easy, it is going to likely get harder and harder and harder as the player population gets what they want and then stops playing. Like, Trials is very generous, and there is the legitimate concern that you get everything you want, and then what do you do? But, but that's issue, a lot better than the alternative. Yes, the issue <laughs> there is the exact same thing Diablo 3 went through, where it's like, listen, players are going to quit anyways. Everyone's going to stop playing at a certain point. Do you either want your players to stop playing when they're pissed off about the game or to stop playing because they're just happy, but they got everything they want? Obviously, you want the second one, right? So those people are going to come back. You add a new weapon you inf- next season, right. they're back, right? You infuse new loot into, this, into the uh, loot pool. Problem solved. You have a fun game mode with a boom in player population. That's so much better than having no. loot that's valuable that no one has unless they paid for it. 100%. Can I bring up a, a, a little bit more spicy drama, though? Because on the one hand, you have some of the sweats saying Trials is too easy now. But on the other hand, I've seen a lot of people complaining about Trials. There have been like people being like, oh, I didn't get to go flawless. I solo queued the entire time and didn't win a, a single game. This is a trash game mode. Bungie's dumb. Right. Yeah, because there's such a, a, a vastness in that skill. 
And there, and and like for every person that's on this side of the bell curve, there's a bunch on the other. You know? Yeah. And uh, and, and you have to remember, it's also people that like. I feel like a lot of people that are saying that they don't have a PvP fire team because maybe they never play PvP, but also they have had no reason to play trials for the past like year or two. And so it's like you're jumping in there and you don't even play PvP ever. And it's like, oh, I couldn't win. And it's like, well, no shit. You don't yeah. you never even you don't play, know how to play elimination. Like exactly. You, you shoot dregs. I'm sorry, but shooting a drag is not the All same. Right, even even the worst, <laughs> oh, even hey. the worst PvP player. Trying to just kill one compared to shooting a drag is like night and day. Like it, it truly is. Even just like a little bit of strafing compared to the AI in this game is like a, a knight just kind of runs towards you and it's like, I'm landing all my shots. And uh, yeah. so it, the, it, it's something but, you got to get used to. Definitely. I mean, interestingly, the only people I see complaining about this are people who self-admit that they're solo queuing. And it's like, listen, uh, and the sum, on one hand, I feel for those people because... It, it does seem to match solo and double cues with full teams a lot, like a lot. And I feel like maybe if you could try to match the three stack of solo cues with a duo and a and a solo, yeah, where it'd be a little bit more even. That, yeah, you know, like just adjust it a little. That seems fair. But it's also like, listen, if you're solo queuing, that was not possible before. Yeah. Right, like, like people are looking. It's you like, have oh, the I solo now. <laughs> I solo queued and I couldn't win a game. But it's like, dude, you wouldn't even be playing trials before. The game wouldn't even let you in. So now you can lose and all the games you want. But if you can just win a few rounds, if you can snag a few rounds, maybe you'll get enough to get a trials engram. And that one trials engram, you can get into whatever piece of loot you want. Maybe it's an igneous hammer, or a messenger, no. or the new. Uh, linear fusion. It's like you have access to all this loot that you never have, you never had access to before, right? right? And so it's really weird to see people being like, "But trials is still trash." Like again, I couldn't win a single game, and it's like, dude, it, like w at at some point, like what what can Bungie do? Unless like unless you want like you know Cosmo to come out of the ether and hold your controller for you, like <laughs> at some point you gotta look in the mirror and say, "Wow, I need yeah. to work on my shot placement, brother." Like yeah. you know at the saying? end of the day, trials was designed as a team based um, activity, and so the solo queue option really is a novelty just just to remove one more barrier. So the fact that people are complaining uh, about something that's undeniably better than it was it's kind of mind-boggling to me but i mean i understand it's frustrating to lose but at the same time you have to understand if you're going in solo you're not playing trials the way it was designed to be played and you will match fire teams of people who like to do this with their buddies and that just that comes with you have to understand that that comes with the territory that is what you are opting in for is the possibility and in fact the probability that you will at some point match a full team and you got to be okay with that like it, the thing you is, will like, get stoned yeah, if I match you, I'm not pulling any punches. I'm going to show up with my Vexmith class and beam you from across the map. And there's nothing you can do about it, right? Like, yeah, there, I, I, I'm not going to, like, play nice. I'm going trying to go flawless. That's just trials, bro. Yeah. That's everyone's mindset. I solo queued plenty. So, I, 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 I mean, I went flawless a ton of times. I played uh, well over 100 matches of trials this weekend. But I did a bunch of them solo queued because I wanted to be able to speak to that situation. And, yeah. I played I played my fair share of full teams and guess what I lost my fair share of matches when I was solo queuing because frankly when I match three people who are communicating and I'm with guys who go 0 0.1 and one guy drops a goose egg 
I'm going to lose some matches. That comes with the oh, territory. Off game but, TV. Come on. But did I complain about it? No, because I fully understood that when it happened, like this is what this is just part of the deal. Mm-hmm. You take your L's. And, we all have yeah. to. I, I guess one saving grace, though, is like, I bet you even on the LFG websites, no one has been doing trials. Like no one's like, let's get a team together for trials because they just get stomped no matter what. But now that there are more people, I bet you you're going to start finding more PvP minded people. And uh, I think some of those opportunities to maybe, you know, make a fire team, even if it's a little bit scuffed, it's Dude. better than nothing. Just being able to say he's behind that corner going for the revive. That that however, will change however, your game. However. Yes. How, however. Yes. I will say in fairness to the people complaining about trials and the solo queue experience, they do have one actual very legitimate point, And that is Bungie has implemented this new system and we have um, crossplay now, but Bungie did not implement any way to communicate in game. It's like, why can't you have voice chats coming later and even chat? Like you can't mess. You can't whisper someone who's not, on your on like your Steam's platform. friends list. It's super frustrating. There's no like actual in-game way to message them, right? So it's it's very hard to like if there was, if there was like an, a proper in-game chat that's not just like through kind of Steam, you should be able to when you're matchmaking someone is good, you can message them, "Hey man, want to squad up." But there really isn't necessary like unless you want to send them a friend request, it, it gets a little sus. Like for me, it's super annoying. I have a you can only have like a hundred friends on Steam, so obviously I'm full on Steam. And I add people oh, as Bungie. You. So I popular. add people. Oh my god! I add people as Bungie friends, and then like I can't whisper them. I can't communicate with them. It's so dumb. So Bungie needs to get a, like an in-game proper, especially now that crossplay is in the mix. Let people actually communicate. Because suddenly, suddenly you solo queue, and you were three other, two other solo queues, and you have an in-game proper voice chat, and you're all communicating. That like difficulty about being against a full squad goes down considerably. You have a big chance to win that game now. Right. So That's Bungie right. really does need to do that. I think my vote is they nailed it. And um I don't know. I must be clear, I, you played, right? I play guess, guess I pl- I got carried by Frostbolt. <laughs> so I, I mean say, I had a great weekend. Like, Mike didn't even play. I just yeah, want to clarify. I had a great weekend. No, I did I did play. Um, see, I played solo and I won every game, but no, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm just kidding. I, uh, I did play with a uh, lemur and frostbolt. So we did do a little bit of pub stomping. And, uh, the one thing I did notice is there were a lot of people like leaving games. So, um, that was annoying. that was definitely annoying, but, um, you know, we also did play a lot of, uh, of solo players felt bad for them. I, I apologize. <laughs> I, I do. I apologize. Um, but you know, I, I did look at what everyone else was doing. and I popped into a bunch of streams and like it did seem pretty damn positive overall. I'm excited to see what they do going forward. I'm excited if they can make some of these changes to things like Iron Banner. We start adding new maps. We get that PvP community thriving again. That's my hope for the future. Yeah. Can I make it clear? Voice chat, people are saying it is enabled. It's enabled if you're all on the same platform. If one person's on PlayStation, they're screwed. Right? Gotcha. Well, fire, team, fire team chat is up if you're in the same fire team. Like, yeah. I played with PC players, and we were all talking together, and I was on PS5. But 
I feel like there it, it still needs to be better because like again, there's no way to like whisper someone unless yeah, unless you fire team chat like after the game. I don't know. It, there, I think the communication could definitely be better, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like the communication systems and like a proper in-game system. Right. So another thing that I I wanted to bring up really quickly. Unfortunately, I don't know why I can't bring up my Twitter right now. Oh yeah, here maybe I can. Bungie just rehired back. Um, Brendan? Yeah, he just they just hired back. Who? Uh, Brendan Thorne. Yeah, Brendan Thorne. He was at Blizzard, and now he's coming back in like a very senior design role for Destiny for uh, annual content. So like DLCs, right? Annual content, right? Um, they they. I, I don't know. I I feel like they're hiring like crazy. They have the um. Because they said a dungeon and a raid every three months or, or, or every quarter or whatever. There's going to be a dungeon or a raid. That's like back when they had the Activision money. They're doing that in Witch Queen. Witch Queen Wait, looks pretty cool. They're yeah. making these PvP changes. They're bringing back some of their OG talent that, I mean, I think someone like him, I've never heard anything negative about him. He worked on Shattered, or, uh, yeah, Shattered Throne, the, the dungeon. He was like one of the, the people on that. And uh, I'm not sure if he was on Prophecy or not, but they I've, they brought I've back Jolgaroth. A... They right, they brought back Jolgaroth. No, and he's definitely up there, right? No and way. now and now he's like way up there. And I'm wondering if if maybe these super talented people at Bungie, some of them left because they're like they don't appreciate me. You know, I'm going somewhere else. They're well, going to pay me more. I'm and going now, to Blizzard. Right? And I'm then coming back, baby. <laughs> right? But then, but then, because because he even said in his tweet, he's like, I had an un like a like a I could not turn down this offer. It was so good. So Bungie's sitting there like, we got to get these people back. They're so good at what they do. We got to get them back. Give them the role they deserve. Are the best days of Destiny ahead? Well, I do I know a little, uh, I heard a little rumor. First of all, someone's saying apparently, apparently crossplay voice chat is enabled. Maybe I just don't know what I'm talking. I thought it wasn't. Apparently then the single, the people solo queuing have nothing well, to complain about. I but, know crossplay fire team chatted. But I don't know about in game. Well, I don't know game. Okay, I heard a rumor that some of these people leaving were leaving because Bungie wasn't paying them enough, right? Right. They have all these amazing credentials. They get hired at Blizzard or wherever, become a senior manager, help them put out a product, and then they have way more bargaining power when they uh, back at Bungie. It's like, oh, listen, I quit when I was, you know, getting paid this much. Blizzard gave me way more promoted me to a senior developer now i'm a senior developer and then bungie's like oh okay we'll get you back for uh, so that's that's what i heard maybe that, that's like in any industry be a mercenary any, yeah leave so your job like, get a raise go and, and every two years move around that's the only way to yeah. get raises because they'll just take advantage of you if they if they can again this is not like shade at bungie this is just what i've heard and like you said that's that goes on in a lot of industries but it's also like okay well maybe Bungie, you wouldn't have to rehire someone with an outrageous offer if you just kept them happy in the first place. But also it could potentially, it could indicate, so these people are all leaving and then they're all coming back. We did get a big change in leadership, mm-hmm. right? We're it could Mark, be people who are like, I want this guy back. Now that Mark, I'm in charge. Mark Noseworthy and Luke Smith are kind of, they're still with Destiny, but they're kind of on to the bigger picture stuff. And this new guy's in charge. Uh, 
could that be a factor, right? Like, because cause I always saw like Jogaroth and stuff, they were like working on the game, but now he's like one of the main guys. Like, he's doing some of the posts and like the interviews and like he's talking about the game and the future of the game. Like, he's like a very high leadership position. And, and some of the other guys, they are working on other stuff at Bungie or, you know, they're on Destiny still, or maybe they're not. Like, Christopher Barrett is not on Destiny anymore uh, based on his, uh, his information. It's like unannounced game yeah. and bungee right I'll so there there's yeah. some of the og people that are working on other stuff but some of the you know the long-standing quality devs that you know i've only heard good things about um you know they're seeming to be moving up and taking the reins and so i think that might be something to be excited about i have i have no reason to not be excited yeah and it's also like potentially an indication um and again this is just pure speculation we don't know. And again, we don't want to we don't want to act like we're throwing shade at Bungie. If anything, the opposite. We're saying that these are indications that things are substantially better at Bungie. Being, so letting someone go and then hiring them back for a lot more, potentially that's they've increased their budget that they're like, no, we can afford to hire you back. Right. For X amount. Right. Uh, and that's good. So potentially they've said, listen, maybe we need to dial back on investing in these new unproven IPs, let's make sure Destiny is rock solid, right? And that would be great. Like I and 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 from the indications like from what we saw in the Witch Queen and like all the content that seems to contain like you know and how they've finally reinvested in trials properly. And, and that's another point. It's like this whole trials weekend, we're going to have to move on to the other topic soon, but this whole trials weekend and the undeniable success, honestly, I'm sure some people at Bungie weren't happy to see it in the sense that some people Bungie didn't think PVP mattered as much as it did. But this is like undeniably proving that when Bungie invests in PVP in the right way, it's it's huge because the interactions and like the amount of people playing, again, it's the highest most games played ever so it's like okay well now you can't just not make pvp maps because you can point to trials and say listen when you guys actually do it right we have a huge uh like amount of people actually engage with this activity i'll tell you what yeah. i'll tell you what, here here's a major factor what is one of the major revenue sources for destiny eververse eververse is huge yeah. but guess what 95% of the guns people don't use in PvE that they use in PvP. They're different guns. You're, 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 like, you're not using Thorn in PvE that much. Is it optimal as the exotic weapon? No, it's not. But if you're playing a ton of Trials, a ton of PvP, you see that white devour skin for the Thorn, you might think to yourself, well, I'm using this thing a lot more. I'm going to spend some money. So if they have that success in PvP, I guarantee that leads to more money down the road on their bottom line. And I wonder if, oh, 100%. you know, with these changes, if they're looking at the original version and who set that up and they're going, see how much better it is? You know, we just changed it. And it's I mean, doing way like better. Said, like there's you know, no, you know? there's no. I want to pile onto what you said. There's no coincidence. You see all the guardians face off one by one and show which emote they have on. Right. That's yeah. not a coincidence. Look at this new emote that came out today that I just bought. You losers. And now I'm in trials. Right. Like yeah, dude. Uh, like 100%. oh, look at this new skin. Look at that I transmogged. Right. Like that. There's a reason they do that. Hundred percent. It's yep. for Eververse. 
Exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, let's just keep that, hope that they keep it up. And, um, you know, honestly, maybe it's a good thing that we've got some more PvP stuff to do in Destiny because one of the games that we were really excited about, Battlefield 2042, it officially got delayed today. There was a rumor earlier in the day because they actually changed the release date uh, on on like uh, the I, I can't remember if it was the PlayStation Store or where, but they're like, party, but they're like, wait a second, is it delayed? And I think you tweeted I about it. I like, messaged you, and yeah. I was like, there's a rumor that Battlefield's delayed, and then like two hours later, it was like official the statement it's been delayed. I was like, yeah. yikes. And and it's yep. not too bad. I believe November nineteenth. So, um, so okay. it's not too bad. It's been November. That that is true. All right. Here's a question I have for you. That's interesting though. It's like okay, you have to delay your game, right? But then you just delay it about a month, less than a month, October 22nd to November 19th. So like almost exactly a month. Is an extra month enough? Because from what I've seen, like they had the technical alpha or whatever that you weren't supposed to release footage. But of course, people release footage and I saw some footage and it doesn't look amazing. There's a lot of textures that need a ton of work. And I think people expected it to be a little bit closer to completion than it was. Um, Apparently they had to like, cancel one of the betas or something because of a huge technical issue there's supposed to be a beta in september it's still not been officially announced when that is as far as i know so it's well it's yes really... and no but one of the things you got to keep in mind about alphas especially is that when you're playing like like a tech alpha you what you're actually playing is probably no less really than old five version. six months at the earliest yeah. version so what they're seeing is not current for what's what the game actually looks like and what the assets look like. So just the way that the development process works, when something's ready to play, it's pretty old, yeah. comparatively speaking. I know point. that, but it's like, is a month enough? My worry is it's going to be like Cyberpunk, where it's like, we need an extra three months. Okay, actually, we need another three months. Actually, we need just one more month. Okay, do you know what? Six months, and then we'll release it. And, yeah. And it's like well which one like when is it going to be ready it's it's this weird thing and maybe they do maybe they're so close and they're like just we just need a month like honestly we need two weeks but we'll do a month you know maybe they are so close and they're just ironing things out but take the time you need because rushing it out it well, will never be good it will never be good yeah, if you rush they it. want their their shareholders are gonna want it in time for that holiday though right yeah like that was the you know and and so it's kind of interesting, like when Bungie delayed Witch Queen, it was like freaking from we should have already had which we, we'd be having Witch Queen now, basically, September. Yeah, fall release. Now it's six months from now. Thank That's God. A delay. Thank God, because yeah, yeah. I'm not ready. But I, I like I, it gives me some time to catch up. I'm yeah, like, exactly. yes, dude, I can come back. Yeah. Well, with game delays, but, I always make the analogy that's like, hey, if I pull a chicken off the grill and it's undercooked, I don't care how hungry I am. That thing's going back on to cook, baby. Yeah, I ain't. Yeah. So it's the same thing with games. Like if 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 it ain't ready, it ain't ready. And I don't yeah. I, I don't care how hungry for that game. You I only, am. You can only release once. Yeah. Right. And, and so, everything's on that. It's make yeah. or break. Yep. Yes, like they saw that with their release. They 20, managed to bring two, it back. In a row. They managed, yeah. They managed Destiny, to bring it back. Bungie botched the Destiny release Cyber, for Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, brother. Cyberpunk will never recover. Cyberpunk, nope. I still hold this opinion, was not a bad game, but they freaking screwed that launch up so bad that yeah. it will never recover. And maybe the next game, the, the next Witcher game is going to suffer because people won't trust them. Like it, yeah. 
I mean, Outriders is another good example. Again, we we all I think agree that that game. I mean, at least me and True Vanguard put. I really liked it. I put you know, we both put about you put over a hundred hours. I put about a hundred hours in. Enjoyed my time, but it's like you had those first few days where no one could match with each other, and the matchmaking was super crappy. And so then everyone was like complaining, and then people were on the fence. They're like, and eh, never mind, right? It's like you you botched that launch. It's really really bad. The the, the thing is, and it reminds me, of, there's two games that I don't think I'll ever play again because of their launch. Fallout 76, I've heard is so much better now. Like not even the yeah. same game. But every time someone's like, Fallout 76, I just go, ah, no, do you know what? That uh, game's trash. Yeah, like, in my brain, that is the worst game that's ever been made. Even if, it, even if they fix it, even if it's better than Fallout 3, for some reason, I just, I can't bring myself to, to try it. And the same thing goes with No Man's Sky. That game oh, is sure. not the same game as it launched, but right. it just left this bad taste on my mouth. And I'm like, do I want to download No Man's Sky? I've actually gone back really? to No Man's Sky. It's pretty fun, yeah. Exactly, but it's like, but, but in, it, my, yeah. in my head, it's already like tarnished. And it's like- Destiny 2 still you know? gets crapped on from Call of Duty players, of all people. <laughs> about like, oh, dead game. I heard that game was dead because it was freaking dead in Curse of Osiris. Like aside from Curse of Osiris and the player base drop-off, it's had pretty solid numbers like ever since, really. Yeah, true. And Beyond Light, Beyond after Beyond Light was bad. But like- Aside from that, you know what I mean? Like, what, like Warmind, looking back, Warmind was good. Forsaken was good. All those DLCs, except for maybe Season of the Drifter kind of fell off, but Opulence brought everyone back. Like, the majority has been good, but you have those bad moments, and they, they leave a lasting impression on everyone, which is, if Battlefield launches bad, it's not going to be good, dude. It's not going to be good. Yeah. Now, God of War... Uh, the community is begging for delays on that game because the animation for jumping in the boat is the same <laughs> as the previous game. If you think I'm kidding, I am not kidding. There was outrage saying, well, actually, these are reused assets. God of War, uh, Kratos is doing the same animations here and here. And uh, a bunch of devs clapped back, thank God, and they're like, are you an idiot? Like, if we had to remake every asset, every animation to do the exact same thing, it would triple the dev time. And, and yeah. like, the thing is, is like the mountains you see in game, in Skyrim, and all these different games—they're reused assets. They're 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 polygons that are reused and reshaped and resized all the damn time from game to game to game because. They're tools within the engine. They're pre-made, yep. pre-rendered shit that's already done. Because if they have to reanimate and recode and redraw all of these mountains and pieces of grass, it would quadruple the, the dev time. You, you'd never get a sequel in a reasonable amount of time. But even just the beginning product for any game would be delayed years if they had to remake everything from scratch. They have, oh. They're not saying you don't want to reinvent the wheel. And that's absolutely right. What you want to do is you take the wheel, and then you add something cooler on top of it. And, and that's what you want to spend your dev time on. You take your assets that work and work well, especially on a game that was as successful as the previous God of War was, so you know it's good. And then you say, now, let's take what we've got and figure out what more we can do. Because you don't want them to spend the same amount of dev time just to reinvent the same thing they already did, because then you're just playing the same dang game. We yep. should be clear that, like, I think the ma th this is a not like a huge part of the majority. I think it's like a it's, it's a, a, it's a bunch small, of idiots, like a couple. Yeah, of it's, it's not like the, I think most people probably don't care. 
but it is something because you see it a lot in a lot of games. I mean, Destiny, they bring back like the the no backup plans, right? The Titan exotic and people are like, look at how freaking lazy Bungie is like reusing this exotic over and over again. It's like, dude, there's like there never is going to be another Destiny one. Destiny one, the servers are still running for now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how long is that going to last? But like. There's no reason not to reintroduce them. This is a whole new game. Most people playing, I would say, like, probably like the majority of people playing now never played Destiny 1. Like, it's just such a, like, Destiny 2 is just a whole another experience. And it's like, so you reintroduce something from four or five years ago, six years ago, right? From the beginning of Destiny 1. It's like, who cares? It's going to interact with things differently in a completely new meta. Like, it's totally fine. Like, I don't understand. Like, I would rather have a reskinned exotic or a reskinned gun and have totally new perks like give me a brand new perk that's going to influence the game differently dude like the headstone perk the headstone perk that turns guys into a stasis crystal when you get a precision shot that has opened up so many different build possibilities right like the dev time do that instead of like making a gun look different you know what i mean yep 100% 100% agree. And, and even some of the exotics have been reworked. They're, they're, they're not even the same as the first one. So it's like, yeah, it's got the same name, but it, it functions differently. And in some cases, I think they've made a better exotic in the second one. So yeah, like Hawkmoon. Yeah, like you said, like Hawkmoon works totally differently. It just looks the same. So they got to use all the like some of the animation assets. So it's easier for them to design. But it, it t- like, remember the original Hawkmoon was just like random shots would just give you more damage. (laughs) And like, that's the thing too, is there are some games like one of my favorite games of all time is Hollow Knight. Absolutely love Hollow Knight. If you want to take that exact same sprite and give me a whole new adventure, perfect. Same jumps, same abilities, perfect. And like, the other thing too is like, I understand that a DLC, there's new content in the DLC, but like, in most cases, all the base characters are the same and the weapons and the animations, all that stuff the same. You're just giving me more content. What is the difference? You know? Really, yeah. what is the difference? And uh, it, it's just such a... It's just a simple-minded... <laughs> sim- simple-minded opinion. Absolutely. Speaking of which... Yeah, what? Uh, still speaking of God of War drama, do you see... In terms of simple-minded opinions, do you see all the drama over the... Uh, Thor? Model Thor? for Thor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not fat built that dude is a tank he's a truck for the freaking rick cactus like like the world's strongest man kind of a yeah yeah i I loved it i saw that in my in my my very initial reaction was i freaking love it oh yeah i want to see him wrestle i want kratos to come in all jacked and thor hocks him to the ground he's like 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 you pathetic you pathetic dweeb because because he's just he's He's got a low center of gravity, right? He yeah. still he still has that cactus agility, but like <laughs> he's got the low center of gravity. He's gonna huck you to the ground. He's crazy. But but also like yeah, it, it's just like an interesting take because you know someone like remember Bane Bane from Dark Knight Rises? No, yeah, like, yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, dude, 
Don't like Tom like. Hardy did not have abs. He just bulked. He the, uh, the guy's traps were like from here to his earlobes. Like, that was <laughs> insane. And I was like, no crap, the dude with traps the size of my freaking <laughs> thigh can destroy Batman, yeah, right? Great like, Batman's back. Yeah. yeah, what are you gonna do with your abs, bro? That just means you're malnourished. <laughs> like, like I want someone huge. Uh so I thought I thought it was cool. And and apparently there's precedent for it in the sense that if you look actually into the proper mythology yeah. Thor like was known for eating a He's ton a but he had a, and a drinker a huge appetite and yeah, a fighter <laughs> so it's like yeah this dude's absolutely gonna be freaking burly and yoked brother and like yeah. honestly i just i just want different character designs um they yeah. brought aloy into genshin and she isn't isn't wearing like as revealing clothing like she's got kind of aloy's outfit and like doesn't look all like makeup up, you know, got a ponytail. And some people are like, I don't like her. And I'm like, bro, she's the best looking character because she's different. Every character model looks the exact same. And like, I want like a big burly woman with curly hair and a bow versus the same stick character every single time. And like, just that variety in games is refreshing because yeah. if every single character just looks like you know, a yoked Kratos with a wig on instead of, you know, having like different body types and stuff. They're not memorable. They're, they're, you're just, they're going to have a different voice maybe. And they're not relatable. They just, they're just going to all be a, a kind of a blur as you play. I want to remember Juicy Thor. Maybe he's got some wine dripping down his belly, right? Yeah. In a boss fight or something. Like, I, I just, I want to see that really bad. But we got to move on. But just before we do, I'm out. I'm out of my delicious advanced gg i was drinking oh, uh the sir demetrius's sour watermelon all right delicious he's stealing all of the youtube algorithm destiny 2 views from me so he might as well get my money when it comes to <laughs> his flavor too no i'm just kidding but no the sir d sour watermelon is amazing advanced gg brother it gives you the kick of energy you need we're complaining about i was complaining about being tired at the beginning of this before we started i feel jacked up baby i, I could tell I, I, I could see the hype Woo! Uh, yeah, we went uh, different directions. You went that route. I went with the you whiskey. You just got slightly. <laughs> uh, I feel comfortable. Yeah, He's I'm slurring. Not sure, I'm not sure you did anything about you feeling tired. In fact, I hate to tell you, you might have made it worse. But, much more um, comfortably so now. Possibly. But check out Advanced UG. Use code RGH uh, at the Advanced UG checkout for 10% off. Uh, amazing flavors. You can support us all. And I, I just do it. All right? Just do it. All right. Now, before we get, we were talking way too long about like all these other topics. We need two. We have two more topics in ten minutes. The first one, Splitgate. So Splitgate, we actually talked about this when Splitgate first came out. It was popping off. It got ten ten million dollars of funding, and now they just announced they have a hundred million dollars in funding. Yeah. So well, well, they were. It was out. It was kind of dead. They kind of made a comeback. Ten million investment. Now their numbers have been pretty crazy, and then they raised an additional one hundred million. So like 10 times yeah. that other number, which was already big and exciting. Like think of, think of how much money $10 million is even for like dev. Like, it, you know, that could lead to maps. That could lead to just like server optimizations or, or better servers, yeah. uh, movement and physics. Optimize. Like tons of work can be done with $10 million. So $100 million. And, uh, you know, there are rumors that that goes towards future prize pools because it is you know, trying to be a, a very competitive shooter and uh, and other future content. But like a hundred yeah. million dollars, that's pretty crazy and shows how much faith yeah. that, you know, these investors have in in the brand. 
And I gotta wonder, and I, I I don't say this to I don't know as an arrogance thing as a content creator, but from the outside looking in, I gotta wonder how much of that was influenced by how many of these big content creators and huge streamers were actually starting to like, hey, let's group up and play split gay. Hey, you know, I mean, if Nick Merckx and you know, or uh, and, and Lupo are teaming up with these guys, like, hey, let's play some split gay for gay, and the game got so much exposure from that in front of these communities. I wonder how much of that influenced it. Oh, probably a lot. And I think a, another thing is I went free to play, right? So mm-hmm. that's that, that was so huge. Like now the barrier to entry is gone. So it's like, hey, do you want to try Splitgate? How much is it? No, it's free. Oh, it's like, yeah, there you go. Now, Splitgate currently only has 2.3 thousand viewers. So it's not doing amazing. But that wise. being said, that's, you know, that's just the Twitch viewership. If you're getting $100 million and you're throwing some of that at marketing, most people don't know Splitgate exists. That's the thing, is, is they've never had a big budget to market. They don't, they don't have commercials. They don't have it, it playing before YouTube videos. I've never seen a Splitgate ad in my life. And maybe other people have. Um, but maybe- explain. People are asking, what is Splitgate? It's a very competitive arena shooter. Mm-hmm. Think Quake. But then it has basically... Halo meets portal I would say is the best Halo meets portal so you literally can shoot portals and then shoot another portal and travel through one side you come out the portal so you can like shoot a portal behind someone and then like go through your portal come out behind someone freaking melee them in the back it's crazy yeah like if if there was someone all the way across the map and there was a it was a wall behind him you could shoot a portal there and then one directly beside you and just melee and, and hit them like if they're in that situation or simply shoot through it you can go behind them there's insane movement in that game because of it um but i wouldn't say oh, that it's it's like you a th- jump off the ledge you shoot a portal where you're gonna land and then a portal over like so you you run jump you off portal hop. you shoot a portal here and you shoot another portal here you go through the portal and then you appear out here flying at max speed because you like got all the momentum from your jump right? right it's freaking wild yeah and i wouldn't say though that it's like as much of like a like a a fast shooter like like an apex everyone's just like all over the place doing crazy movement i would say that splitgate is a little bit more methodical but they've added the portals in definitely you know some advanced movement but i feel like it's a very skill based like land your shots win the gun fights adjust to the next target kind of thing and they're like I, everybody's I like doing grappling hooks let's do portals yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're trying to get a lot of this stuff out and get people hyped. I think before Halo Infinite gets gets going. You know, they're yeah. they're probably going to start advertising a whole bunch and I mean they have the bones for the game there and and you know, people have played it and really enjoyed it, but I think, you know, the viewership maybe isn't there or as sustainable uh yet. You know, if if all of a sudden some of the big guys go and play, maybe they do some uh Twitch Rivals type stuff or some other uh tournaments. Maybe you can convince Shroud to come play. If you're gonna if you're gonna give Shroud a, a million dollars to come play your game, I guarantee that's gonna get some hype, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, with a hundred million dollars, they definitely have some options. So, uh, I, I honestly, and, and good, I, I want them to succeed because then it forces Halo Infinite to be good. It forces yeah. the next arena shooter to be good and do something different and have good servers and good you know good net code or whatever the hell you want to call all that stuff. And uh, yeah. it, it forces competition in the market because right now it's, it's only like the big AAA companies making these shooters. They don't have any competition. It, there's only Call of Duty and then there's Halo and then there's Destiny. And, and you know, there's, there's not a lot of options out there. So yeah, absolutely. I, I hope that Splitgate kicks ass. Yeah. Speaking of things that are not 
kicking butt right now. Blizzard is not out of the woods. In fact, things are just getting worse and worse and worse. Back in the woods. They've never left the woods. Yeah, that's right. They they just set up shop. They're like, wait, we live here now. (laughs) In the woods now. But uh, yeah, this week we we got even more news uh, on that situation. A lot of the employees unionizing and striking and and. what we've learned is that they're now filing a, a suit against their own employers because news came out that Blizzard has been um, Activision Blizzard has been surveilling their own employees, has been uh, threatening their own employees and offering incentives to to not like unionize, to not speak to press and all that kind of stuff. So uh, on top of that, Activision Blizzard hired a firm to come in and this firm has a track record of basically protecting the rich people and preying on the common worker and so all these things compounding to to just make a a horrible situation over there and it's just not getting any better and the more we hear about it the the worse they look quite frankly well Um, and it's been like a month at this point since the walkout even it's been over a month and have have any of the four things listed been touched no they, they haven't even hardly addressed anything. And so let alone change anything. And then now, you know, the California government is like, all right, we're going to sue you. But now all the employers are like, well, we're going to do it too. So oh. Activision Blizzard is going to be locked up in, in legal uh, proceedings for a long time. And it's going to cost them a lot of money. It's going to slow down dev time. I'm sure many people are fleeing the company. They are probably applying and trying to go elsewhere. I mean, even uh, Brennan Thorne, he was at, had Blizzard Activision, he's out of there. And so it's like, that's a very quality employee that is no longer there. And so how many others are are trying to find uh, new places to work uh, as we speak? There are great people that work at Activision Blizzard. But those aren't the people that are doing all of the bullcrap and, and, and harassing people. They're the ones being preyed on. And so I, you know, I really hope that that they can... Uh, well, obviously rectify this stuff, but I hope that those people, if they don't rectify it, can find careers in some of the new companies that care. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a very tough situation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like how we haven't had a major Activision Blizzard release, I think, since all this stuff started happening. And the next kind of big one is Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, the, you, people don't know this, but true Vanguard went into their studio and said, this is my idea. <laughs> and they said, all right, but no, um, Call of Duty Vanguard, another world war two cod. The community is kind of split by that. You have people who like want the old school stuff, but it's like, I can I just say a little bit. It's kind of weird. Like it's a, it's a, it's a world war two call of duty, but they have the same exact, you can put 10 attachments on your gun. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you have your, you know, Thompson gun, your Tommy gun, but it's got a red dot sight. Uh-huh. It's got a red dot sight, a silencer, extended barrel, a front grip, and all this stuff. And it's like, brother, if you signed up for World War II, they wouldn't be like, now, what kind of barrel would you prefer on your Tommy gun? They'd just be like, here's your gun. There's the Germans. Get over there, brother. Like, <laughs> it's like you get the standard issue. So it's like, yes, they're supposed to be special forces or whatever uh but it, it is kind of like it's interesting you have people who want that customization and obviously if you took that away they'd be very disappointed but then you have the people who obviously want a world war ii game 
for the realism, the more like grounded perspective, you don't have all this crazy heartbeat sensors and stuff like you have in Modern Warfare. So you have kind of like a split between the community there. It's pretty interesting. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I don't think that the, the, I don't feel like the COD community really cares too much though about breaking immersion. Like if they did, they'd have been out a long time ago. You know what I mean? People who do, hold on. The people who do care, actually, I'm going to disagree with you. There, there actually is people who do care. They want like that, the old school Call of Duty Milsim. If you look at Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, World at War, they actually, well, not, not so much World at War, but there was actually like a, 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 a mill sim type type thing like everything was every gun was modeled to be exactly like the gun in real life and especially even now with the new modern warfare they their attention to detail was insane like you'd have last bolt hold open you had open bolt delays on gun stuff if you like are into firearms that game like people were like jerking themselves off to these firearm <laughs> animations it was unbelievable like their attention to detail but then you have like <laughs> There are those people who care about that, but it's kind of like inf- inf- Infinite War, sorry, uh, Infinity Ward does that, and then um, Sledgehammer kind of more does that, but then Treyarch just does whatever they want, and that's when you have like uh-huh. the clown operators, and they just introduce Judge Dredd. You can play Judge Dredd. Yeah, I saw in- that. In- I saw right? that. And 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 you definitely have a, a pretty large portion of the Call of Duty community that don't like that. They don't want like Judge Dredd running around. They want to play as the, you know, the guys with the freaking night vision goggles, like the Milsim operators, right? So you actually do have a little bit of a split there, and it's and it's bigger than you think. I haven't really invested too much in the more recent titles, but they certainly didn't seem to to follow suit too much. The 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 ones that I really loved were the ones that seemed a little bit more true to um to, to modern warfare. Pun no pun intended. But um yeah, the last ones I really got into were like Modern Warfare 2 and, and 3. Yeah, there's a lot of people who that like that was the golden age, right? And they're trying to and this new Modern Warfare kind of harkens back to that more than anything else. And so it's like you World War Two is a very it's a very serious, you know, time frame and aesthetic. It's World War Two. It's serious business, right? It's not just like a yeah. made up war. So again, it's like. And then you have someone running around <laughs> as a clown operator, like in gut, who knows how long, right? Because of the monetization and the skins aspect. So mm-hmm. you do have kind of a split in the community there. Some people want the realism. Some people don't. Some people want the customization and want the craziness. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if it's like, was Modern Warfare 2 so good because it was just the perfect game? Or was it because comparable to anything that came out before then, nothing compared? You know what I mean? And it's, it's like, cause, cause yeah, like Call yeah. of Duty Modern Warfare Three, I was like, eh, Trash. less Trash interested. Game. The, ba- like that the, game, the no the, taste. The Black no Ops, like I think Black Ops One was decent reception. Didn't Black Ops Two have good reception? Three Black was Ops meh. Was four good. was meh. No, four was four was pretty popular, but four was a disaster. Four were not popular. Three was oh, sorry, sorry, three was popular. Yeah, I'll say I remember trying four. Did, did I play that with you guys? I don't know. I mean, I isn't it? I wasn't that? Is that the really futuristic one? Like, like tons of wall running and everything. Yeah. Like I feel like so, we played the beta together, yeah, and then I running. never touched That's it again. Right. It was advanced warfare. Started the jet. You could you could like jetpack boost when you jumped, and then Black right. Ops Three had wall running, and then the Infinite Warfare took the wall running even further. But like that's the one. Remember they put out the trailer and it had like an unbelievable oh, yeah. amount of dislikes. Yeah, because yeah. no one wanted the future yeah, crap anymore. Everyone was sick that. of it. 
So it was one game too far in the futuristic thing. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard it's like uh, associated uh, uh, like that the actual game Infinite Warfare wasn't that bad. But like a lot of people just got turned off because they didn't want the futuristic silliness. That's what, and that's what I'm talking about, right? It was like mm-hmm. one game too many, and people. You know what the tagline was? Interesting. This is really interesting. You know what the tagline was? The call to action was going into modern. Uh, sorry, World War II, Call to Duty, World War II. It was boots on the ground. They said that term, boots on the ground. It was like we don't want the double jumping. We don't want wall running. We want boots on the ground, which is taking away movement abilities that's right dumbing the game down but people were like look call of duty isn't about running on a wall it's about winning your gunfights having good accuracy all that stuff right so it's kind of interesting like i said you have that portion of the player base that want that classic arena shooter with no bs right with yeah. no complication yeah infinite warfare has six hundred forty-three thousand likes and 3.9 million dislikes. Oh, so, so like oh, they got crushed. That's God, wrong, they get, that's what is that ratio? Like, what is the math? Not on that? good, dude. Yeah, 390 or, or 3.954 million. <laughs> right. They that's got destroyed. Wild, crap. Uh, but that's gonna be it for the main topics today. Uh, we covered most of the, the stuff that we wanted to chat about, but we do have a few minutes if you guys have any questions in the chat. We can answer some questions. Also want to shout out uh, Joseph Barrett with a new Elite Gamer Outsider with $2 donation. Rye Guy, Chris, uh, Patty Cakes. Thank you so much for, uh, well, 10 months from Chris, but uh, we've got some new memberships and then we got a $50 donation. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. We do these episodes every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So if you haven't done it already, please give us a like, make sure to subscribe to the channel and make sure to tune in next week as well because we love this stuff and you guys keep us going. It's super fun. And let me just give you a polite reminder that as far as YouTube live streaming goes, viewers have a direct impact on how well a stream performs. So if you're enjoying the stream, I highly encourage you guys to hit the like button on the stream because that is the number one best way for a live stream on YouTube to grow, reach new audience and... um, and be pushed out there in like suggested videos and stuff for other viewers that are out there at the time on YouTube. So if you enjoy your time here, please let us know by hitting that like button. That's super, super helpful. It's the best free way you can support us. Also, Greg. Oh, yeah, Greg. Were you going to call it Greg? Become a member. Yeah. Also, at this point, what we do when we're done the topics, we go into RGH After Dark. And this is where we take some topics from the chat. So hit us up with the questions you guys have. Obviously, if you are a member, you're going to get priority in picking your uh, question. Someone asked right away, are you guys going to play New World? That's an interesting one. Me, it fried my computer twice in a row. It's probably not. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happened. But I had I wouldn't some be surprised if Mike. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike plays it. I'm personally, I think, here's so full transparency. Here's my situation. Um, we're just Dude. a few weeks out, right? Are we just a few weeks out? Yeah. Two. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's like at the end yeah. of the month. Did you? Did yeah. you guys? Either of you play it? Nope, barely. I did the beta, like just a couple days ago. <sighs> I don't know, man. The thing is, is like, like it's I such a time commitment. Those games, I know it, it is, and I'm scared. So one of the things is like, I was like, what if I put 200 hours into it and I don't like it? It's like, well, you you put 200 hours into it. Maybe maybe those 200 hours were good. And like I was chopping some wood and I was doing a bit of crafting. And I was like, okay. But I was also playing as the fire mage. 
holy shit, was it clunky? Like, I was yeah. missing point blank fireballs, and maybe that's the servers, but like, even the, uh, like, I was doing like a quick cast kind of area of effect. The area of effect was like the size of my my fist. Like it was so small. I was fighting this giant boar, and I think I missed it three out of four times. Like I couldn't believe uh, how clunky some of the spells felt. And uh, a couple people in chat said, "Yeah, the mage doesn't feel that good. Melee combat's better." But even the melee combat, I wasn't I wasn't overwhelmed with it, and I didn't have that much fun. Where I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna commit two hundred hours to this." Like there. There's just yeah, no way. I, I I didn't feel any sort of excitement or addiction. Maybe that's because it's a beta though, and I knew my progress was going away. But I don't know. I'm too, I'm just too scared to to like to like commit the time. Weird. People, yeah, people need to understand. Like, it's so hard for you to like take on a new game as a content creator because it's like, yeah, like you said, it, it requires so much hour to do hours to do anything in an MMO. You do that, you put all this time, and you put out a guide. It gets like twenty thousand views, and it gets buried. Because you're trying to cover two games and some guy has fully committed. There's people out there with like New World uh, FAQ as their channel name, right? Like New World Love as their channel, whatever. You know what I mean? Like they're dedicated to this game already. And it's like those guys are going to be going so much harder than we can. So it's like uh, it's really hard to, to justify that. Mike, someone brought up Tales of Arise. I saw stuff on that game and I thought it looked really interesting, but I immediately thought of you. Have yeah. You that game? Um, yeah. I mean, it looks beautiful and everything. The only issue is I've played a lot of the Tales games, and I I've just like never really loved them. And uh, yeah. it's kind of like a single player JRPG, like pretty cool. But it, it's something that maybe I would play in my spare time. But it's like I'm not going to cover it on the channel uh, sure. or anything like that. But I honestly, I've, I've played a bunch of Tales games and tales of symphonia back on the gamecube pretty good game but i didn't love it as much as many other players do so i'm not as in like as big of a fan of that franchise it's like no, he, um what, what's the one that bio a uh, dragon age like i know that people yeah. love dragon age i've tried them couldn't i just couldn't get into them some some did games you, you just tried origins or did you start it like Inquisition? I, I, or... I started or well yeah i didn't play some of the older ones and i only did origins so maybe Inquisition's I, is really good inquisition is that the third one yeah i think so it's like the most recent one. All right. Oh. I, I got a question for you guys from Joseph Barry. He This is actually a good question. This is going to cause some controversy, I think. He said, do you think the major dominance of Vex or Shattered Dive should lead to it being nerfed? And I'm going to say something bold. I don't think the Vex Mythoclast is that bad. I would be down for like a, a 10 RPM look, reduction. So it just kills a tiny bit less. But here's, here's my thoughts on it. A lot of people are complaining about the Vex, but here are my thoughts. One, it's a raid exotic. It's hard to get. It's a huge reason people are playing the game right now. Why are people playing Vog every weekend to get this weapon? And then they're Vogue's playing it again. Play. And they're playing it again to get the catalyst, right? So another thing is like, I don't, I like a primary meta. Mm-hmm. I like when my Vex can gun down a shotgunner who got a little too aggressive. We have had a lot of metas where nothing is killing as fast as the Vex is, right? And what happens there? No one uses primaries. Everyone just like bum rushes you with shotguns and there's nothing you can do about it, right? Like even if you hit every shot, you're going to die just from that guy charging you with like some broken exotic, right? So I like having powerful primaries. I think you should be able to have primary gunfights and punish special users users who get 
out of place and get a little too greedy. Yeah, here's the reality of it. People will piss and moan about the Vex all day, but when you really break it down, Vex has an optimal TTK of 0.77 seconds. That's the exact same as the optimal TTK as a Chroma Rush. Are you out there actively complaining about a Chroma Rush, which can also roll with heating up and rampage, which is essentially what the Catalyst provides to the Vex Mythoclast as well. Now, yes, Vex will outrange a Chroma Rush, but at that range, people are probably peak-shotting you with things like pulse rifles, or they can one-shot you with a Lorenz, which has massive aim assist and uh, doesn't take flinch very bad anyways. I don't. Th- I I played Trials all weekend. I did well over 100 matches. I was at 120 matches. I only lost a, one match. I only lost a one match to a team using a Vex Mythoclast. And I don't even think it was the Vex that was the problem. It was the fact that they were all sitting together in stag riffs with Arc Souls team firing, and I was feeding it. Well, here's the thing, too, is, like, the only time I died to that gun is because I, like, slid out into the open to engage 1v1. Yeah. Any time I was peak shotting, because I'm still a hand cannon whore. That's all I do. Any time I was using a hand cannon and peak shotting, I dominated dominated vex like the, an auto uh, auto rifle type weapon like that they just don't stand a chance against good players using hand cannons they just I would, they, yeah they like won't. again i would rather have a meta where if the meta if vex is good in the meta and i know the catalyst makes it insane right like again i if it got a slight nerf i would be okay with it but if the vex is the worst thing we're dealing with I think that's a good meta. Do you know how many <laughs> more annoying crap we've had to deal with? Dude, that's where people right. were like Hard light. 10, meter, 10 meter kills with the uh, uh, freaking shot, like shotguns and stuff. Bellwitch's line. Bellwitch's line. Bro, give me, I'll die to the Vex Smith class all day before dying to that crap. Or Arbalist, Arbalist, just auto aim into <laughs> your head. Bro, yeah. do you remember the Arbalist meta? So shut up about the Vex Smith classes. Yeah. But listen, all, Vex doesn't bother. Though, yeah, good. It really importantly, it's an exotic. So here's the thing: Vex is gross. You know what's also gross? The chaperone. The chaperone right now is freaking busted. You can like, oh, dude, the the ranges I've gotten killed with the chaperone by one shot headshot. I like have to rewind my gameplay because I'm like, how the f-? like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So unbelievable. But guess what? You can't use both right? The Wardcliff coil gives you free kills. You press a button and you get a kill every single time, pretty much. But guess what? You can't use both. That's the right. Vex being exotic, I think is important. And it's like, hey, if we have an exotic, hard to get primary, that's actually good in PvP, deal with it. Because guess what? I had people, the people I was playing trials with had access to the Vex and the Catalyst and didn't use it. They were We had a guy using the Thorn over it and he was bopping people because the Thorn is also insane right now. So people are going to complain, people are going to complain about whatever they get killed by. And right now it's the Vex. But honestly, again, I would take the Vex meta over so many other metas. I'm sorry. I like primaries. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. And a lot of people just, they they blow it out of, out of, I think it blow it out of proportion. Sidearms. There's not a single archetype of sidearm that has a worse uh, optimal TTK than a Vex. Every sidearm in the game has a better optimal TTK than the Vex with the class up close. Same thing with all the SMGs in the game, except for precision frame SMGs. Every other type of SMG is a better optimal TTK. You know, and and aggressive, there's two archetypes of pulse rifles that have a better optimal TTK that can two burst you. There are things out there that can counter vets. Yeah, you Absolutely. think you think yeah, you're hot shiz or at far range. Yeah, you think you're gonna outrange. You think you're hot shiz with the vex, then some dude as a messenger is gonna ruin your life. Like, right? you know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
Like, um, I. There's counters there. There we have a lot of questions, by the way. We can hit several. Yeah, things. Greg with uh, a new membership. Thank you so much, Greg. And come be lad with Shatter Dive. However, nerf, f- screw nerf. Shatter Dive. I am one hundred percent on the screw Shatter Dive train. <laughs> oh, it's so it's it's so easy to use, bro. Give uh, you're drunk, coming. Nah, I don't get. I've, I have. I don't get drunk. By the way, what you, you what can't the... get drunk when you're always sauced. You know what I mean? When you're at a level of sauce. Literally, it's like oh, the guy had one whiskey. Listen, if, if Elite and Chad is very salty about our take on Mythic Class, which leads me to believe that he has he has not yet learned how to play against it. You'll get there, bud. I promise. I know he's all, he's also mad that I'm not and I'm still doing the podcast and not helping him. He really desperately needs my help to beat uh, the Atheon <laughs> hard modes checkpoint, so he's really worried about that too. Patty Cakes, I, I like your question. He said, "What does Destiny need to do to get big creators to try the game again?" Give them fifty thousand dollars money. <laughs> Literally, just they never sponsor anyone. H- have they ever sponsored anyone? They sponsored me. They spot. You know what? To make a, a guide, open. right? No, no. Well, like a beginner. I don't want to drop the T, but they actually did tell me to make a guide and said they were uh, that they were going to promote it and then didn't. They forgot. Yeah, so. I remember that. That's, but uh, like, but, but like, have you seen Asmund Gold playing it? Have you they, seen Doc playing it and getting no, paid to play it? Right. Of all the people, they paid me i did a sponsor video for them to show off the new aspects they wanted people to like talk to no it was sorry it was to promote beyond light and i and it was like during the totally next expansion Mm -hmm. which is so weird so i was like yeah i'll just put it in my video about the new aspects and be like if you want these aspects you have to get beyond light it's on sale right now there you go right yeah but it's like who's it's kind of it was kind of a weird thing again it's like why are you sponsoring me i'm not saying don't Bungie, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you want to throw your boy some do- some dollars? I'll take it. But like, yeah, you're right. You, you got to sponsor the big creators to come back. This weekend was a great. Uh, that would have been a great time to sponsor some people to come back to play trials, new trials, and like been great. And like Lupo came and played for free. Yeah, he, he didn't. He, he came back and played. But here's the thing: is Nick Merckx sitting there? With his forehead on the camera, getting seventy-five to eighty-five thousand viewers, he's getting a sub every minute that he plays Warzone, or even if he dicks around on Fortnite, he's getting a new sub every twenty seconds on that. If he goes and plays Destiny for eight thousand viewers because no one wants to watch, he's losing thousands of dollars. So he's never going to play it. He's never going to touch it. He's never even going to consider touching it because. It's not a Fortnite. It's not a Warzone where he can get guaranteed views. Even Tarkov, he probably wouldn't consider, even though some people have a lot of success there, because it just they just he doesn't get the numbers. Why would you ever do it if you're not getting paid? And so that's the only way um, that Bungie can get them playing. But but the thing is, is like, I'm sure if many of them tried it, they'd be like, oh, this game is completely different than I thought. It's way better than I thought in some ways, especially new trials. Yeah. I would also argue, I would also argue that a bunch of them would get paid to play. They jump into PvP, get rocked the way Dr. Disrespect did. He got rocked and everyone's like, man, you, you, you suck. Everyone was trash talking because Destiny also plays very differently. People have been playing it for seven years. It's like going into a Quake lobby when you've never played. You're just going to get dominated. You won't even stand a goddamn chance no matter how good you think you are. And so mm-hmm. I think that there are some definite hurdles there. Um, I think here's the thing though. If Bungie Bungie wanted to do it, 
pay someone really good, get get Grenader Jake or Frostbolt, right? Mm-hmm. And then give me a little commission for coming up with this idea. So you get Frostbolt, and then you get Nick Merckx, and you get Tim the Tapman, and you pay them both a lot of money, and you give them accounts that have some good weapons, and you pair them up with Frostbolt, and you do a trials run together. Yes, fair, like fair. One day something. Do a trial. Because so, then you have Frostbolt helping them out, giving them so many tips, telling them what to use, right? He's a really positive guy. And then you get these two massive creators to bring their audiences in, and you have a trials run, and you just play trials for a day and see how many times they can go flawless, if at all. Like, I feel like like that that's the way to do it, right? Some- you don't just... Don't just pay Tim the Tapman to go into trials. He yeah, will solo queue and get it. his life ruined. Like you do not do that. <laughs> Summit right? played for months. Summit Summit 1G played for months. He did the raids. He played and then he quit and he said this game's trash. And so that's also another big risk is you you can right, also <laughs> you can also pay a bunch of people during Beyond Light and then they say holy shit this game's worse than I thought. And that, you know, that is a very yeah. scary potential. So, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a yeah. tough, tough thing. We had several other questions. One of them was, would the three of us ever play trials, a trials card together? Not, on stream? no shot, no shot. No, I would, I would. Especially I'm with, not the one you got to convince. I mean, I played trials on the weekends. Yeah. I'll play trials with you idiots. Like I, like I keep asking and then two vanguards like, mm. they literally never invite me. Cause I'm in Genshin world. And they're just like, they just don't, they don't ever talk to me. And then they're like, Hey, make sure the podcast is ready. And I'm like, Oh, uh, like, oh, okay. I, I guess I'll, <laughs> oh, I guess I will. Hey man, I'll tell you what, Mondays or Tuesdays. If you guys ever want to play on a Monday or Tuesday during work hours, not, not late at night, then uh, I'm around on a Monday. Like, what are you, what are you doing? During work hours, playing Destiny. Work hours. They quit Every hour is work hours, baby. Every Dude. waking hour of my life is dedicated to the content, to the grind, just so my channel can die. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So. <laughs> we had another question. Uh, what are your favorite types of beer? It's a good. That's a good question. I used to be a beer snob. Like is I was twisted like, tea I was a like, beer? Stouts and IPAs. <laughs> I'm a sneeze. Excuse me. Anyways, I used to be a snob of I was like, give me the stouts and the IPAs. And um, lately I've been like, screw it, man. I just want something that tastes good and is enjoyable. Like, like good Germans, like Franz Esconer or Belgians and Rodenbach, for example. Or even a good like Czech style crisp Pilsner, like a good like authentic a Pilsner. Pilsner your quell? I'm not talking like your light American macro brews, like a good authentic Czech Pilsner. Have you tried Pilsner your quell? Uh-uh. They're oh, yeah. the people who they're shut up tash they're the people who invented a pilsner they're the first people to ever do it and they've still been doing it and yeah. it's from it's a czech beer well warsteiner is like the Germany. u with the umlaut pilsner your quell yeah 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 yes yeah. i have had that no yes oh, it's pretty good yeah i i agree with you i i was a little bit of a snobber but then i realized you know what like the ipas just aren't good bro i don't want to like taste something unbelievably bitter like i'm i'm chilling so I'm just going to go for the Pilsners. They're crisp. They're refreshing. That, that I'm, I'm, That's what I'm there for. My favorite beer is a cold oh. beer. <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. Oh I don't care God. the name, the brand, the flavor. If it's cold, it's going down. Uh, have any of you played Deathloop? I did. No. Freaking awesome. I, a, I got a code for it. I even had early access to it, but I didn't dive into it yet. Well, did, did, you play Dishonored? Really couldn't care did you play Dishonored? Did you play Dishonored? Yeah, they, I heard it was a lot like Dishonored. Yeah, it's did like you, a mystery. Wait, you, 
It's like a mystery. You play like, it, Tash, on yeah. stream. Yeah, yeah, he streamed it. Was yeah. it a sponsored stream? No, no, I just played it. I just wanted oh. to play. First um, time for everything, <laughs> right? I know. Uh, my tip: if you are gonna play Death Loop, you're gonna want to explore. Don't explore the first like few missions because you can't do a lot of the cool stuff. Like, like it's like, oh, I think that this could link to this. Does it? It can. It can. But you don't have access to it right away. Just right. play through it quickly. Beat each le- like kind of play through the level really quickly, and then you can start doing it. Because there's this whole like system where you can come back to the same map at a different time. And like, for example, at 4 p.m. on on the one day, a guard leaves a gate open, and then it it opens up a new area. You can sneak in, right? So there is a lot of that stuff, but not until you've done kind of the the first hour or two of the game, where it's it's honestly just like a big intro to what to expect. So. But um, that's going to be pretty much it. We're closing in on an hour and a half today. Thank you so much for the questions. If you didn't get your questions answered, make sure to hammer them in the chat so that we can rapid fire see them uh, if we do. We'll try not to go on such big tangents, especially if we see a bunch of new questions going on Don't in the chat. Don't even promise that because we will not deliver. We will yes! go ahead. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Fair, fair, fair. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for watching. Make sure to uh, sub if you haven't already. Like the stream. Thank you. Again, for it's been actually been 52 episodes, so it's essentially a year. Uh, we're still figuring out what we're doing, but we're having fun doing it. And uh, we'll be doing this, uh, you know, every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, talking about all things game. My name is M Tash. I'm Cactus HD. I'm True Vanguard. 